We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome back to the Absolutely Epic Early Week Podcast. It's week 11. It's Dean. Dean 7904, if you want to get all technical on me. Joining me are the usual suspects once again. Week 11. Bobby, how did the, how did the week finish for you? That was pretty bad. Um, I had a really bad uh, time on DraftKings because I felt I was too caught up in this Washington-Tampa Bay thing, which is we'll get back to in a little bit because that was uh, I was the loser in our, in our bet. Um, but, uh, I also, I did, I did really well on FanDuel. So it kind of caught me back to close enough, closer to even, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was not my best week ever. I, uh, I had a lot of good plays, just a lot of the wrong, wrong spots. It seemed like, and, um, a lot of really just big misses on guys who I was pretty heavy on and not even like, like I was really heavy on Deshaun Jackson. It just wasn't a big game. Like, you know what I mean? I just didn't quite get that big return on guys who I was trying to go for. And, uh, yeah, it, uh, was not my best week, but I'm ready to get back to it this week and, uh, having a good basketball night at least. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's something. Wasn't my best week either. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, you do, do through for what? Three, uh, 400 yards, no touchdowns. You don't see that very often. Let's bring in, Oh, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's biggest fan. It's one, uh, it's one Grant Neifer. Grant, how's, uh, how's money treating you? Oh, uh, it's, 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 all right. I mean, I had a decent weekend. Nothing great, nothing bad. I lost a small amount of money. It was mostly irrelevant for me, but and that, that, that just happens sometimes. I was a few points away from missing out on cashing 
in one of my main or in my main cash game lineup, which kind of kind of hurt me quite a bit. Uh, but you know what? Well, I'm, I'm happy. Classic Grant. Just a callback to our pre-show conversation. <laughs> yes, no one will like, understand. That was just a joke for the two of you guys, and not anybody else no. listening. Unfortunately. <laughs> oh yeah, we talked about it before the show too. To which uh, start off with my rant because I have a serious question to ask after I did something very silly. Yeah, of course. Uh, we're going to talk about week eleven in just a second. Obviously, we'll tell you guys uh, our first thoughts. Again, we listen to we record this podcast Monday night, so not a ton of research. Just kind of a first look podcast. Uh, yeah, we'll dig into that. Of course, after we do our breakdown, uh, last ten minutes or so of the show, we talk about well. Uh, tweets or consequences. Bobby's in trouble. We're going to talk about that soon enough. We're going to give away a t-shirt too. If you guys stick around to the end of the podcast, you answer our question in the comment section. Uh, we'll choose a winner as we're going to do later on in the show. But Bobby, I, uh, I'm excited about Grant's rant. I assume, you, I assume you are as well. I am. Let's do it. All right. So I'm currently sending you a picture. Check out your DMs. Um, oh boy. So on Friday night, I went out with my buddies and I, I kind of stopped drinking for the last two months for the most part. And so the alcohol affects me more. And I was hanging with him. We ended up FaceTiming his girlfriend. And then after, like, it got cut off. And he had the great idea of having me send a picture with my sh- shirt up, showing one nipple, looking seductively, which at this point I was not seductive at all. And her name is Michelle. So I sent it to the Michelle, one Michelle that was in my phone. Um, same area code as her. I had him confirm it. <laughs> I realized that it is not the same Michelle. And I, this is a girl that I did, I did some digging. This is a girl I met at a bar and had her put my number in my phone. And I forgot who her na- what her name was. And so I never called her afterward because she put it in my phone. And I just couldn't remember what it was. Figuring that out, how do I do? I do anything to fix this, or do I just never discuss it ever again? How, how long ago was this? Uh, when did you meet Michelle? Um, I'm honestly, my concept of time is not great. Anywhere from three to seven months ago. Oh yeah, forget it. Lost cause. <laughs> she just she probably laughed or she doesn't remember. I mean, I hope you're sitting down. I don't think it's just an insult. She probably doesn't remember you either. I'm guessing she's like, "What is it? What did I do? Like, where did this?" She's trying to like figure out the math too, Bobby. What do you think? You think she has any clue who Grant is here? Um, I don't. I, I'm. I'm guessing she must, because Grant's kind of memorable. But I, <laughs> I, I don't know what I would do here. I, I think I would probably say, "Hey, that you know, do a hey, that was meant for someone else message or something like that." Um, I, I, I do. You could show the viewers a picture. I mean, picture. well, I'm just happy if nothing else. This conversation, I've scored now a nipple pick of Grant. So thanks for that. That's a. That's a <laughs> the column for me <laughs> you do realize i post nipple pics on twitter fairly often no not as often as oh, i'm about to start following you i was not aware of this what would <laughs> tell the people your twitter handle genie for zero seven yeah <laughs> you I, know, I, I know i know one bachelor party week and i was just wearing boxers the entire time and i had one video of me shotgunning a beer shirtless and just in boxers because i'm a classy individual sure <laughs> you shotgun with your pinky out is that the, that's the classy way to do it? I mean, I generally shotgun with bloody hands because I end up cutting myself half the time. But you know what? I trudge on. <laughs> there you go. I'm sure. Uh, well, uh, Bobby, can you top this as far as, uh, you know, 
Uh, somebody randomly texted me over the weekend, like really late too. Uh, hey, babe. Right? Hey, babe. You ever get like a random hey, babe? And from a number I didn't recognize, I was like, what is this? And then like, the first thing I did was I took the area code and it was like Alabama. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think I know anybody in Alabama. But do you respond to this? I mean, there's a couple, there's also, also like somebody else where I'm like, well, I haven't talked to so-and-so in a while. It could be them, maybe. And maybe you're kind of sort of, oh, well, maybe they moved. But uh, it was a whole, I, I don't know why I'm getting, I, I'm falling into the, uh, the world, the, the world of grants. And we're supposed to talk about football. I don't know why I'm getting sidetracked. Dude, I sent you a text message I also got a few days ago. Because <laughs> where things are happening, you, you can figure out what to say when you get it. If you even want to mention it. But, man. <laughs> well, uh, see what segue. Week 11, boys. Uh, it's going to be the shortest slate of the year. I think we had a 10-gamer uh, not too long ago. But, once again, we got six teams on by. Uh, the Bills, they've been on by all year. Well, no, actually, they came off they crushed the Jets. No Bills this week. No Browns, no Dolphins, no Niners, no Jets, no Patriots. Uh, of course, we talked the main slate. We talked DraftKings specifically. Uh, so we're not going to talk Minnesota-Chicago, which is a Sunday night game. We're not going to talk Packers-Seahawks, which is the Thursday night game. And uh, Grant, unfortunately, sadly, I'm really bummed about this. We're not talking Kansas City Rams, which like is going to be so much fun. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I can, I, I So – I, I'm in the process of moving this week, and so I'm probably mostly going to get my exposure on draft just because I want so much of that game all over the place. And, ooh, ooh boy, it's, it's going to be a good one. But, yeah, it's an interesting old slate. I mean, do we have – we have the Saints with over a 30 implied total. Do we have another single team on the entire slate that has that? I mean, Carolina, I think, is at 27.75. No one else. I'm distracted by your DMs right now, but uh, I'm fairly certain as far as the team totals. Yeah, uh, Kansas City and the Rams are the two highest team totals of the week, which, of course, is just Monday night. One's 33 and one's 30 as of Monday night. But I think uh, the Panthers have the biggest number on the main slate at 28 in the dome. Yeah. Are the Saints not on the main slate? Did I fudge up? No, they are. Yeah, don't oh, you feel dumb. Yeah. 31.5, Dean. And we'll talk about the DMs at the end of the show. So, listeners, stay tuned. I have Noto's article, the first book article up right in front of me. Is this, is this lying to me? Where does he I mean, the, the line, you do realize the line could have changed since then, or I could be funny. Oh, you know, it. he's got the Saints Philly at zero because there's no official line just yet, but I, maybe I should throw a refresh button. So, yeah, my bad. Again, I blame this all the DMs you just sent me. And <laughs> Bobby, did, you did you look at the yeah, DMs yet? Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I, what am I, but I can't say anything about it. What am I supposed to say? It's hilarious. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. Guys, all these pictures of our DMs will be posted in. No, I can't actually post oh. it there. Yeah. You probably shouldn't post all yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, he's. Dean got it. Premium uh, members or something. I don't know. Let's but, move uh, on to our first subject here. <laughs> I'm officially rattled and thrown off as far as this podcast. But because I'm not really sure. Yeah, yes, for the Saints are most definitely playing, obviously. Uh, they're playing at home versus Philly. I'm seeing a 54.5 total, and the Saints are minus 8 as of Monday night. So, uh, Grant, you're the accountant. What does that mean? If it's a 54.5 total and they're fair by 8, what is the implied team total? Um, I think it's, let's see, 20, 32 now. All right, that seems like a big number. The Saints absolutely walloped Cincinnati last week, obviously. And, uh, you know, this it's time of year, Bob. Number, Dean, they've scored 50 in like two straight. 
<laughs> well, they have a good offense. Yeah, there's a lot of good players in New Orleans. And Mike Thomas, he catches like 98% of the passes thrown his way, which it seems like an anomaly. But I mean, uh, it's not when you look size, at Drew Brees throwing 70, completing 78% of passes. Not to his kids. Did you see that video? He had like a 50% completion percentage on that. <laughs> I did see the video. He was throwing passes to his kids on the couch. He's got like four or five kids, and they're all going to be they're going to be like the, the future. Uh, I don't know. Some name some team or something like that. But uh, for sure, that they look like a, you know young football players in training. Bobby, uh, all right, give me an overall assessment as far as this slate. Again, we're totally bummed that at least I am. Maybe I'm just trying to push it on you guys. I you know that Kansas City uh, Rams game should be a lot of fun. My first thought on this slate, Bobby, is there's some really, really good premium running backs. It's like a 10-game slate, but there's also a lot of good plays that I want. Uh, what are your, what's your first like, overall picture? Yeah, a lot of good running backs you want, obviously. Uh, we felt that way this week, too, and one of the big mistakes I made was being obviously too married to Kareem Hunt um, because, I mean, the number of, of, of great, great running back plays this last week was just ridiculous. At every price range, you could have done anything and, and really gotten there. Um, and it just, I don't know. I think that we might have to cycle them through, but like, again, but I'm, I'm, I need to, to dig a little further. I'm still digging and it's, it's definitely, I think the running back is going to be in my flex for the most part. I just, I really like a lot of these big, big time running backs. And I actually think there's, there's running backs at all, at all tiers that, well, not all tiers, but I just think that there's a lot of ways you can go. And I'm, and it's like, it almost feels overwhelming. So I'm actually looking at some games that I wanted to stack. And I think there's some, some interesting games that you can get. You'll have some ownership on them, but uh, I think that it's, it, there's some spots that I want to take that might be a little bit off the board. All right, but what's your favorite game stack that jumps off, uh, jumps off the page to you? The, fa- my, the favorite one that jumps off the page to me is Carolina and Detroit, but I'm really interested in Tennessee at Indianapolis also. Um, and I know those are not like, you know, the Saints-Eagles is interesting, but those are the two that I'm sort of finding like, that I have the most interest in. I think you can play different parts of the passing game in Tennessee. You don't have to just play Corey Davis. And that's the only one I think everybody's going to play. People might be a little bit gun shy on Lewis going back to it, which I think Grant actually was supposed to, which we'll talk about later, but speaking of why I like that game, I also, even though they did really well against the Patriots and they played great, um, I'm, I still am not sold on the, 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 the actual individual defenders they have carried for the most part. And I want to take Luck and Hilton uh, this week. So that's what I'm looking at. And then I'm really into to Cam and that whole situation in Green in uh, Detroit. Uh, Detroit's been a part of a few big big winning weekends this this year. And I think that's another spot that I just I want you know I want a lot of Cam. I want a lot of Galladay. I'm not sure entirely else who I'm going to be pairing him up with. There'll be some DJ Moore in there. There'll be Olsen. There'll be a lot. I mean a lot of different guys. But those are just the games that jumped out to me at first glance. Yeah, when you say that Detroit's been a part of a lot of big games, a lot of big scores, you mean they like they kind of played the role of the Washington Generals? It's not because Detroit's going off. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But, they'll, but they'll also throw the ball a ton in this one, and they tend to throw, have a better passing game at home. So this is a, a good spot for a lot of people in this game. There's like, I mean, there's there's a good six plays in this game that I think are really. We'll jump around, Grant, but let's talk about it. let's talk about Tennessee Indy because you know uh, we saw Indy and Jacksonville kind of you know broke out a bit as far as uh, a lot of points on the board for sure. Indy, you know. That offense is clicking. I don't know who played Eric Ebron. I think he had like two or three targets and three touchdowns. Of course, he ran one in on the one-yard line because we all saw that coming. Uh, lots of tilt there as far as a you know, popular tight end, Jack Doyle. Ebron, of course, is now more expensive than Jack Doyle. you got to overreact to that one week. Uh, Grant, as far as game stacks, where does a Tennessee Indy uh, lay for you as far as this week? 
I mean, I don't know if it's a game stack, but I do love the indie side of the ball here. Um, Tennessee, like people are going to be a little hesitant to play Indy because of what happened to New England last week. And Luck has been throwing the ball, yes, a lot less lately. A lot of that has to do with Mac, but and a little bit the way the game scripts have played out. I mean, going against Buffalo, going against Oakland, and people probably aren't going to remember entirely that they were up pretty heavily against Jacksonville this last week. Uh, but Luck is still a guy that most games he's going to end up with around 40 passing attempts. They play at a real high pace here, and like they're, they're he's going to be throwing the ball quite a bit. He has a decent chance at 350 passing yards and four touchdowns. He has 26 passing touchdowns on the year here, and that's with starting only five in the first three games. Um, I really like him at 5.9 with Roethlisberger at 4 point, or 5.8 just below him. Gotta gotta love luck here. He's going up against his team. You can pair him with Hilton. You can pair him with Doyle. Everyone's going to be a little scared because of what Ebron did last week, but he only was in the game for 20 snaps, I think. Uh, a lot a lot of it could have had to deal with a little bit. Um, Jacksonville wasn't expecting him too much. They obviously knew that Doyle was going to play for most of the week here and like probably prepared for Doyle and that Ebron just came in there at random times in the red zone just crush their hopes and dreams and my hopes and dreams. So yeah, I, I love this game. I love Lewis on the other side, which we'll get to a little bit, but I love the Indy side of the ball. Yeah. Corey Davis obviously crushed last week too. 10 targets. Uh, he was chalky and the price is now hiked up now to 5.6 K. And if you guys are fans of air yards and who isn't right, Bobby, uh, Corey Davis, they got 153 air yards yeah, last week. So uh, there you go. Uh, there's score one for team air yards. Uh, and like I feel like this game's definitely going to shoot. Bob, Bob, you mentioned that um, you, not just Corey Davis and the Tennessee side. As far as receiver, you can't roster like Tajay Sharp, can you? I can't do that. I can't. I, I have to hear who's, who's going to be running the most reps. I'm going to take a shot here. I mean, it's the same thing that you would have said last week about Zay Jones, and I've made the mistake of letting too many people talk me off of things that are plays that will work maybe two or three times a year, but they're completely that, – that two or three times they work, they're going to win you – they're, they can win the slate for you. Um, this is the kind of game where any one of these secondary receivers, that passing defense is really bad um, by Indy. And they struggle at home too with it too. I know, I know the numbers aren't as bad as they look because they got the one against Buffalo where they look good. But for the most part, uh, I, I just, I don't believe in their, their defense. I don't believe in their secondary. I think this is going to be a higher scoring game than most people probably realize. Indy plays really, really fast. We'll force, them, we'll force uh, uh, Tennessee to do a little bit of the same. I think you're going to see a shootout here. One of my favorite things this time of year, like I, just, I love the dome games in general. I'm sure a lot of people like the dome games, but I feel like a dome game is more important week 11 as opposed to week one. Uh, Grant, does that factor into consideration here? I mean, it does, but like just saying, oh, a dome game factors in heat now, more now than it does earlier on this season. You have to look at each individual place here. I mean, at certain parts of the like down in California, uh, the weather is not going to be a factor. Down in Phoenix, the weather is not going to be a factor. Uh, Jacksonville, Miami, a lot of places, it doesn't terribly factor in. So you just look at different places like Green Bay and I guess Minnesota actually has a dome now. But certain places that don't have a dome that are expected to be cold, uh, it does play a little bit of an effect here. I don't remember what the original question was besides that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was basically about weather elements. You know, I – and also the carpet, you know, some of these players play play faster, and you know, sure, why not? Where we're jumping just on on those teams, let's knock uh, run this game, let's knock it out. You know, Deion Lewis was super super chalky last week. We saw kind of sort of a change in the guard as far as 
you know, touches and targets Deion Lewis as opposed to Henry. Henry still has the role there, a goal linebacker, and apparently a former Patriot, a, you know, a Deion Lewis with coach at the former Patriot, Vrabel, did not let Deion Lewis, he did not let Narrative Street win. He would not let Lewis get like the one yard touchdown, the two yard touchdown. Kind of a bummer. Uh, but that's basically uh, Henry's you know, usage. But if I would have told you guys that Deion Lewis is going to get, you know, 20 carries and, well, just two targets, but he had two targets, two catches for what, 4.6K? Now he's 4.8K, Bobby. You know, it's, it's results versus process. I think the process was good, and I'm going to go back to it. If you can give me 20 touches, you know, in the dome versus Indy. Uh, at what four point eight k? The price did not adjust for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I, 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 I don't know what to say. <laughs> I totally agree. Grant, are we going back to the Lewis? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, a lot of the uh, a, a decent amount of the interest in Lewis, in, at least for me, was the fact that they are probably going to be coming from behind um, last <laughs> week and. They didn't. They were obviously had the entire game. That's probably led into a little bit more usage for Derrick Henry there. This week, uh, I believe they are a three-point underdog, which they were a 5.5-point underdog last week, but it is on the road. Like, this is – Belichick's old coaches, by the way, and old players destroy him for some apparent reason. Uh, so, I'm not buying it. destroy him and they destroy no one else. I don't think he has one assist, former assistant coach that's ever had a winning record in the NFL, and yet they always beat him. Sorry, didn't mean to interject. No, no, Bobby said exactly what I wanted to. But, yeah, this week uh, I'm not expecting Tennessee to be that close at all. But if they are passing later on the game, that favors Lewis heavily. Like, there's a very similar situation here with a defense that's just mediocre versus the run and uh, actually gives up the highest percentage of targets to opposing running backs in the entire league. Lewis right now is my favorite. Yeah, my favorite – play on the entire slate I think uh, just strictly because of how this game should play out and how many people are going to be pissed off the fact that Derrick Henry had two touchdowns last week and kind of avoid him because I want two high-priced running backs and we need to find value somewhere there's not a whole lot on this slate so I'm pairing Lewis with probably two of the top guys would you pair him with Mariota he got a price hike as well too I mean I didn't want to play Mariota this week and (laughs) it's probably going to be no different this next week when most of the appeal was him just being 4.7 K and what's he now 5.5. I mean, realistically look at the five core or four actual starting quarterbacks above him. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the greatest QB of all time. Very clearly there. Uh, Deshaun Watson going up against a Washington defense that did only give up three points, but also gave up 400 yards passing there and 500 yards of offense, Andrew Luck and Ben Roethlisberger. So why would I, I have no interest in Mariota this week. Yeah, Bobby, what are your thoughts on it? Let's talk about quarterback. Sure, why not? Um, you know, of course, Breeze, if you can get all the way up there, 6.5K at home, the Dome against Philly in a game that should shoot out, or at least on the New Orleans side, they're projected to score about 30 points. Cam against Detroit is an awesome play, like him on the turf especially. Uh, Slay, we saw didn't play last week, not really sure if he's going to give it a go this upcoming week. And then, you know, in the mid-fives, Watson is 5.7K. We talked about liking Luck. Yeah, uh, as far as your favorite quarterback that kind of jumps out on a Monday night, what do you have for me? Cam. And I don't think I, – I mean, he's the, he's the easy one. He's the guy – if I was playing cash, I would play in cash. Um, I think he's the, the no-brain play of the week. But I do think that with some of my stacks, I'm going to have Mariota luck um, quite a bit. So, and 
that's uh yeah that's basically where i'm at those are my three i don't feel like i'm focusing on a lot of other quarterbacks this week which feels kind of nice there's nobody else that really really you know jumps out i'm okay like if you want to try and take a shot i just don't really find the need to maybe maybe i guess if you want to play fence but i'm not excited about it this week i just like these other guys a little bit better and then if you do want to spend up breeze i guess so i, I guess that i would have just four quarterbacks that i'm really actually considering right now and that's breeze cam um luck and uh and uh, Mariota. And even though I, I hate Mariota as a real-life quarterback, I just think it's a good spot. Yeah, Cam is probably the place I want to go in cash if I can get there, Grant. And, of course, in tournaments, it's available, too. Uh, you know, there's no reason not to play in there. You know, ownership for quarterbacks in tournaments tends to be pretty much spread out, like, you know, maybe 15% is the top oh, guy or so, depending on the week. What's that? I forgot one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Watson. What? No, it's not Watson. It's um. Wait, I just had him a second ago. No, I've lost it. Um, no, it's all right. You know, it's, Eli Manning. Back, back to no, It's Dak. It's Dak. But I, I hate playing Cowboys. But I do think I would play Dak here. How much is Dak? Fifty-two hundred going against Atlanta. In Atlanta. Yeah. Which is like they're going to be playing from. Grant, they're going to be coming from behind. <laughs> playing, playing's the other word I can use. Darn, I yeah, never thought of that. A lot of different words. That's what I use. Um, if you guys are playing an absolutely epic early week podcast bingo, feel free to cover that square off a couple <laughs> times now. I suppose. <laughs> Go ahead, there, Bobby. Uh, no, I just think that uh, look, Atlanta, their defense is so atrocious, and Dallas has been surprisingly more competent than I thought. It's really weird to have a quarterback and really not like any of the receivers, but. I, I think you can play like Dak, like just just with the game. I think you can play Dak with Zeke in this game. Like it's a it's, it's gonna be a weird spot, but I think you can completely do it. This guy gets it. Well, I mean, Atlanta's another one of those teams that uh, certainly gives up receptions to running backs. So I suppose you can make that work. And uh, you know, unless did you guys see enough as far as the, the Dallas side with, with Cooper? He's been getting a lot of targets for what it's worth. I think eighteen in the first two games. You know, uh, it's certainly in play. Uh, you have a take on this, Grant, as far as Dak in Atlanta? Oh, yeah, absolutely love him. Him and this is going to be my last words, but Eli, I think, are two of the best plays on the entire oh, no. Uh, no. Who's Eli going against? Can I ask you a question? Can I say, can I point out Himself. Eli? Time. He's going against time. Grant, guess how many times the Giants have scored 30 points in the last four years? Like three and a half years, I guess it is. 30 points? Well, they've done it twice this year. Oh, no, you're right. They've done it twice this year. They, they've done it three times this year. Sorry. They've done it once this year. They've done it once this year. They've yeah, no, I was looking at the other side. They've given up 30 points three times. Yeah, My bad. Times. No, no, this is the only time. That was the only game they've done it was that game against Carolina. So. Yeah, I don't need 30 points. He's 5.2K. People are thinking about playing Mariota for just $500 cheaper. They have to realize they're going against Tampa Bay, which is one of the worst defenses in the entire league. And this isn't an Alex Smith scenario. Although Eli is really bad, like, and they do have a bad offensive line, but Eli actually has some weapons around him. It doesn't really matter. Exactly an Alex Smith scenario. <laughs> I mean, not it'd be Alex Smith if Washington was healthy. But you got to realize that Saquon Barkley has the potential to go for a hundred receiving yards in this game going up against Tampa Bay. Back. Yak, yeah, a whole lot of yak. I mean, you got to realize that they're probably going to dump off the ball to him a ton here. And he still has OBJ, he still has Sterling Shepard, and he still has Ingram, which Tampa Bay is one of the worst teams over the middle. Bobby, you said it multiple times, and you're a smart guy. Uh, but 
Saquon Barkley, like how many games this year has he had 70, 80, 90 yards receiving? Um, I think most of them, strangely enough. Uh, so like it, it's not unreasonable to expect OBJ to go for hundred. It's not unreasonable to expect uh, Sterling Shepard and uh, Evan Ingram to go for 50. So getting a 300 yard outing from Eli who has scored over 20 points what, three times this year. I think he did again tonight. Like I, I'm willing to roll the dice on it at 5.2 K knowing that I can get a significant amount of production and you're getting a huge correlation if Manning goes off because he's throwing the ball 40 to 50 times most games, uh, especially one that's going to be as high scoring as this one would be my guess. So I love Eli this week and I hate myself the fact that I love him this week. <laughs> yeah, my, my only argument against it is it's not that much more for a guy like, you know, Watson is like $500 more and, you know, against that Washington defense we talked about and, He's had a couple weeks to, you know, they're coming off a bye and a couple weeks to rest the ribs. You know, he had that rib, rib issue, and we saw he wasn't running the ball a ton. At least there was one game where he barely ran the ball. I'm a sucker for quarterbacks with legs, so I'm, I'm more so on Dak than I am on Eli. But I will agree, Eli doesn't have to do much. Uh, slant to, uh, you know, OBJ, a dump off, uh, you know, screen to Barkley, and they can just, you know, take it all the way. And he gets credit for 70 yards when they do all the work, obviously. So, uh, yeah, sure. And, of course, the matchup is kind of interesting, too. One more thing I think we got to bring in play as far as quarterbacks. And again, we don't know. This is kind of speculation, but it's fun to speculate on the, uh, you know, we don't know. Why not throw it out there? If you're hearing this on Wednesday and we're just, this is all wrong, so whatever. <laughs> Fast forward for a minute. <laughs> but Flacco is questionable. Who knows if Flacco is going to play? We, let's assume he doesn't play, Bobby. We don't know who's going to fill in, but it's going to be one of RG3. If not RG3, it will be Jackson. And we've seen Jackson come in on special plays and kind of run a little bit. Uh, awesome, you know, college quarterback. If you watch them there at Louisville, Lamar Jackson, they're 4.7 K and they're going up against the absolutely putrid Cincinnati defense. I, I just think this is a fun, it's a, it's a fun speculation, Bobby. You have, you have any thoughts here? Yeah, I, I completely get it. I just, I'm not, I don't see the, like you're not saving that much off of the other quarterbacks. So I, and I love Jackson. But they have legs. Yeah, Jackson is, I want Jackson. So does, so does Mariota and Cam Newton. Um, so I just, that that's that that's my reason why I'm not as into it maybe as you are, but and also uh, I think the Baltimore's defense is going to sort of stall them out like and just sort of like it's it's not going to be a pretty game like I, I don't know I, I'm just I'm not in love with Baltimore but I, I definitely get it. That could be the problem, Grant. Right, like uh, Cincinnati's offense was sputtering last week. The loss of AJ Green. We're not sure he's going to play. I'm going to assume he doesn't play this week, but we shall see. It might be a week to week thing, but maybe Baltimore just like runs the ball on the ground and barely, Jackson barely is doing anything if Flacco can't go and they win the game like 27 to six because their defense is good. And Cincinnati's offense looked really lost without AJ Green. What's your thoughts? I mean, Jackson's interesting if he, I mean, I was assuming he'd get the start, but Jackson's interesting just to the fact that he can get it done with his legs. He is cheap enough. I mean, I assume in this type of matchup, even if they're running the ball a whole lot, that Jackson would end up with 60, like it's potentially 60 rushing yards for him um, just because of the type of quarterback he is. I'm not enthralled by it, but if I need to save a bunch of money because I want to pay up for running backs, then throwing uh, Lamar Jackson in there without anyone, then going too high-priced running backs, not the worst idea to do in GPPs because either any one of these running backs at the top could end up with 35, 40 points. That is the segue there, Grant, because uh, there are so many good running backs at the top that I'm really, really enthused with. The aforementioned uh, Zeke Elliott at 8.5K against Atlanta. Great matchup, Barkley versus Tampa. 
8.7K. I think MT3 is going to kind of be lost to some Maybe my first look here, Bobby, uh, he's the most expensive, and I'm okay stopping at Barkley. I'm okay stopping at Elliott. Uh, we'll talk about David Johnson in a second. Kamara certainly in play. McCaffrey, all these guys, uh, pretty reasonable for, uh, you know, spots here. I want to grab two of them in my, in my head. My, my shell lineup has two of these studs, uh, at least my main, my main uh, catch lineup here on DraftKings. What is your take? Uh, can you separate Barkley from Elliott, from, from Kamara, from Gordon? They're all good, right? Yeah, it's Barkley for me, number one. It's the priority. Bar- Barkley and Elliott, I really like. I'm totally – I mean, Kamara, like, it's going to depend a lot on ownership for me because I, I, I like Kamara in general so much more than I like Elliott, but I just love this spot for Elliott too much for me to pass up. Um, but those guys are – like, it's just – I mean – it's it's Kamara, Elliott, and Barkley. I, I try to get them in. That's that's those are my priorities. Um, obviously, try to get two of them because three of them is going to be really tough. Yeah, I feel like I'm not missing Todd Gurley. It's kind of strange because I like I well, especially for me, Grant. I think it's Barkley and Elliott. Um, it's kind of one and one A in my head right now. But what are your thoughts as far as the upper tier, the upper upper tier of running backs this week? I mean, honestly, it, it's. Zeke's there. So like, it's hard for me to figure out which one uh, because obviously Tampa Bay is terrible against uh, guarding receiving running backs. I believe the 31st in DVOA. Uh, Zeke's going up against Atlanta, who gives up the second highest target percentage to opposing running backs in the entire league. And then Kamara is just he's, – he's Kamara. It's that simple. Um, he's very good. He should end up with 30 – or he could end up with 30 points in pretty much any single matchup. Is Kamara – why isn't Kamara showing up on this? Are they not on the main slate? No, it's the Minnesota game. Oh, they are. I threw you off from earlier, apparently. I, I, I was creating I was creating a lineup, and I accidentally had him in there, so I couldn't see. Um, but yeah, Kamara like could end up with 30 points also. like There's no reason to not play Kamara anymore other than ownership and the fact that it could be a Mark Ingram game, which it was his last game, and it was still a Kamara game. But at the top, I don't think you can go wrong with any three of them. I'd probably favor Barkley over the other two, but it's not by much. Yeah, remember last year you debate, like, I don't know if I want Ingram, I don't know if I want Kamara, and, like, the answer, like, three or four times, it was, like, just play both and then figure it out from there. And last week, just play both and then figure it out from there. They both they both found a way to get theirs. Uh, how much is Ingram? Did he, did he get a price hike? I'm trying to find them right now. 4-7. That seems pretty reasonable. No issues with that. Biggest total in the week. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the biggest total or not. It's either them or it's uh, Carolina. McCaffrey in the dome against Detroit. Who's in? Are we in? Yeah, yeah, I'd say yeah, that like, we're there's in. Many, there's just too many guys though. Like, it, it, I like, I love him too, but um, it's just a matter of like, use him in the stacks with Cam. But like, I, I don't, you know, I, it's hard for me to prioritize him over these other guys. And also, just the guy just beneath him, David Johnson, is somebody else that we really need. Like, like I probably prefer to McCaffrey. Well, they're really close this week. That was my thought. Is I think uh, I like the guys just above him, and I like the guys just below him. Bobby, elaborate on David Johnson. You know, under under Byron Leverage, uh, he's looked really good. Of course, like last week he kind of benefited to some degree playing catch up. He caught like some dump offs because that line is bad, and KC was just swallowing Rosen, so they dumped it off to Johnson several times. But uh, you know, we saw nine targets to him last week, seven catches, twenty one carries. Uh, they're they're making an effort to get him the, the ball, and hey. Uh, I think matchups matter, at least to some degree, uh, Bobby, and they're facing Oakland, a team that like looks like they checked out like a month ago. Absolutely. And 
It's a great spot. Um, it's it's Cam's usage with with left, which is just what it should be. And I'm sorry, Johnson's uses usage. It's finally what it should be. And I still believe he's one of the elite running backs in the NFL. And this actually could be way too cheap. And it might be one of those we go on Sunday. Wait a minute. Why didn't we play David Johnson? If, if we, if we don't, why did we just pay up for those other guys when David Johnson, I mean, realistically has as much upside as any of these guys, maybe even potentially like, yeah, not as, not more, but as much. And probably will have slightly lower ownership and is in a great spot, is in a better spot than most, except for Saquon and Elliott. Um, yeah, I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely into it. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Bobby McCaffrey versus DJ. I'm sorry, Grant. Uh, McCaffrey versus DJ. Uh, I'm going probably CMC just because of the insane amount of targets that opposing running backs get. <laughs> Is this a callback to our like initials last week? I I just happened to randomly drop DJ and now CMC and you know all right fair enough. What about um, Jason? You know, JC uh, Connor is—he's going to be kind of sort of lost in this slate, and we we talked about this briefly before the show. Like as far as some of the Pittsburgh guys are sort of priced down to some degree, you're getting James Connor at like a thousand less against Jacksonville. We saw his Jacksonville defense wasn't exactly vaunted last week, and Antonio Brown is is priced down as well. But uh, Grant, but here's the thing: I'm I'm going to this game, so like the rules of DFS say that I uh, I have to stack it or I have to have some shares here, right? If nothing else, I have to at least one game stack. Is that correct? Yeah. No, so you got to play Blake Bortles. It's just that simple, right? Well, I, I don't think I have to play. I mean, I don't want to play Blake Bortles, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, we should probably just talk about It's a 1 o'clock game for Ben Roethlisberger on the road, so I, I don't know what to do. I, I don't, I'm stuck quarterback-wise. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it, this game is really interesting, though, because like you said, everyone's priced down and – Jacksonville's defense is not fantastic like it used to be. Uh, they're like just slightly above middle of the road defense, although they have actually, I mean, in terms of allowing points, in terms of DVOA, in terms of all these things, but they like have been decent at times, just a tough spot because Ben can tear, shred any defense. It doesn't matter. Connor, we saw what he did versus Baltimore, not too long ago, which Baltimore is probably as good, if not much better defense than Jacksonville. And then on the other side, we have Fournette back in the offense. Who Talking about him, like, he got 22 carries, and I think in, what, five targets last week, I want to say, and he barely – Huh? 24, but, yeah, same point. Yeah, 24 carries and five targets, five receptions. He went for almost 30 points here. He's only 6.9K as opposed to 6.3 this last week. He's a guy that was in the 8K range last year. Um, he's a guy that they're clearly – like, they don't want to use Hyde that much. Hyde's basically a contingency plan for right now, I think. Uh, Yeldon, they don't want to use him outside of, like, third downs. They want to run the ball every single time. They were one of the highest passing offenses in the entire NFL this year as opposed to the highest running defense in the NFL last year. They're going to get back to that, and this is a matchup where 
even if they're behind, then they're probably still going to be running the ball a decent amount unless they're way behind, which is a possibility. But for net at 6.9K, like, the only argument against not using them is every running back priced above them, not named Mixon and Bell. Yeah, there's, and you can only roster three. Uh, and my first thought is I, I want to play a running back in the flex, which is almost always my thought. So uh, maybe that's my cash game brain because I'm a sucker for the volume. And, you know, obviously receiver, one catch can justify the roster spot. Uh, Brett, did you have a thought as far as Antonio Brown? He's 7-8 on DK. Uh, like just for a reference, he was, what, 8-8 eight, eight last week versus Carolina. We're seeing a $1,000 dip against Jacksonville. Bouye didn't play last week. Not sure if he's a go this week. We shall see. Stay tuned. But, like, just betting on the talent of, eight, of Antonio Brown at 7-8, that just seems too cheap. I'll play it blind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. I just want to pay up at running back. I'll have some Brown exposure when it's convenient, but it's not always going to be convenient. All right, Bobby. Well, you make it – it is inconvenient. To, I mean, it feels like, again, the build, which has been the build a lot this year, is just pay up for running backs and get yourself some mid-tier receivers and some cheap receivers and hope it works out. And, like, it worked out last week for guys like Davis. Um, you know, will you make room? Will you, will you, will you force some Antonio Brown – which is a weird question. Antonio Brown, 7.8K. Of course, uh, there are other elite receivers that are worth paying up for. But, you know, I'm just – I'm a sucker for a bargain. Maybe that's just me, Bobby. I, it is too cheap, and it's it's a definitely a spot where I think you could you could still play him. Like they they run they run him so many different ways, he'll still get his. But I don't know that like I'm prioritizing him over some like I don't know. There's just I, I like I know that Julio the matchup isn't as good on paper. Um, I believe in what's happening four straight twenty plus games back to back games with a touchdown. We know that he's all touchdown reliant now. Um, but then also <laughs> you got you've got, you've got OBJ like just 600 more in just like a, a, an amazing spot against Tampa Bay. And you've got Hopkins um, who I love against Washington here. I feel like is also too cheap at 7,900. And I, I just think I like those guys just about as much. So I'm not prioritizing it as much as I would, but it definitely is completely fine. You know, there's another guy. It's like cheaper than he always is. Uh, Keenan Allen is six, seven Grant. six, seven. Yeah, yeah, no, he is way too darn cheap, but he is going against the number one DVOA pass defense in the league. Keenan Allen complained over in London that he wasn't getting enough work, and then he started to get enough work. Um, the problem is with this offense, Melvin's so good, and uh, Eckler's very good, although he doesn't get involved nearly as much as he should. Keenan's not a guy getting 15 targets a game, 12 targets a game every single week. They have other guys that can throw the ball to Tyrell Williams has been more heavily involved in the offense um, this year. Mike Williams is a guy that can still be involved, although he isn't lately. Uh, but Phil, he's just not passing as much as I'd liked him to on a week-in, week-out basis. I mean, when do you think the last time he had over 27 throws was? Bobby? For who? I'm sorry. Phil Rivers, 27 throws or passes. When do you think – the it's last been, time he had it's more. It's been a while because they, they've, been, they've been controlling every game with their defense and their running game. Like, so I, it's been a while. <laughs> I mean, even against Tennessee, it's a fairly close game. Uh, week four against San Francisco where they actually kept it close and the Rams when they are coming from behind. Uh, there we go again. Um, but, yeah, almost every single week this entire season, Rivers is not, not really throwing the ball a whole lot. And I mean, I guess you could look at the spread and see that seven – 
think that that's going to happen again, and especially going up against a very good pass defense. I just – I don't think it's a, it's a good enough spot for Keenan. I'll still have some ownership in him, but I, I can't go really heavily on him when you have Juju in, like, just as bad of a spot but only $100 more. And Ben's going to be chucking the ball a decent amount here. So, yeah, it's just tough to fit him into my lineup. But, I mean, I guess if I'm paying up two running backs, you can throw him in there. Yeah, so Grant, Bobby mentioned Hopkins. What about his teammate, Demarius Thomas? That he had an off week. Did he have enough time to learn the playbook? I mean, I I, I assume so. It's been what two and a half, or by the time it's game time, it'll be two and a half weeks, right? Is that right? Yeah, he played. You know, I, I don't know. He played the first time, but that was basically after like you know being with, maybe practicing once or twice the team at that. Um, I don't know. I, I I imagine playbooks are hard to learn, <laughs> depending on how specific and how you know the, the jargon is. But, uh, you know, just in theory, 4.9K for DT. If you think he still has something left to take against Washington, we're looking for a mid-tier receiver. Got to give that a look, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely have a decent amount of interest in him. So, with Will Fuller in this offense, uh, they, like, the target shares and everything. I think Fuller had a 22% target share, which is pretty darn high. And uh, between him and Hopkins, they had, like, a 70% uh, – TD shares when they were both in the offense, uh, 20% target share. Uh, I'm expecting a whole lot of work for Demarius Thomas in this offense. And although Kiki is a very good wide receiver, I expect them to lean pretty heavily on Thomas and especially over in the red zone when they're not going over to Hopkins. I, I really like him. At, like right now he's my top salary saver, I think, at the moment. Um, just going to risk it because I can. The problem is uh, – like, I, I just don't know how much I can trust it. Uh, but, I mean, they did just give up 500 yards of total offense to Tampa Bay last week. If it wasn't for all those turnovers, Tampa Bay would have – or Fitz and everyone else because would have. Tampa Bay was just threw the ball 5 million times because they were down and they just played protection because they didn't they knew they couldn't get in the end zone. Like, threw the ball 5 million times because they were down. It was a 6-3 game at half. Because, I know, and that's all Tampa Bay does, though, is throw the ball. They don't have a running back in case you don't remember no, I very clearly remember that, and that's why they're the number one pass offense in NFL history. Okay, well, that's – so there you go. So, so let's not take that as this is going to be, you know, gospel, like, against these guys. Like, I actually think the Redskins' defense is one of the best defenses on the board per, per point per dollar. Um, I, they, I, I, thought they, I thought that they're impressive. Um, that's a tough team to completely shut down. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm banking more on the Redskins' defense than anything on this game, although I do like I – do, I don't mind – Thomas or uh, Hopkins, I I don't think I would use QT, but I I, I Redskins defense is the play in this game. Yeah, I didn't realize QT was. A, they say it's a strong possibility to be back this week. Uh, I missed that note. But it's funny you mentioned defense because they usually correlate like the price up, price down of guys, and the Pittsburgh Jacksonville guys are kind of priced down. But it's just weird. I didn't do a double take. Uh, double take here. Jacksonville Grant is two point two K, two two hundred dollars above the minimum. Defense, which is something we haven't seen in a long time. That just seems weird. Yeah, this, I know this podcast is we're talking defense. I, I know. I, I, fair enough. But that is, we, we put our contractual uh, obligation of, of mentioning uh, about 18 seconds of defense this entire season. So there you go. No more defense talk the rest of the year. Uh, mid-tier, like cheap receivers, how am I going to save money at receiver? What do you have, Big Grant? Uh, mid-tier, I mean, what are you considering mid-tier? Because – I mean, I guess if I want two-star running backs, so how do I make my receivers work? Where I, I'm not holding my nose, clicking the button. 
I mean, if you're assuming that Jacksonville will be playing from behind, nailed it. Yeah. There's D.D. Westbrook there uh, at 417K or any one of their receivers because who the heck knows if they're going to go off. There's Cortland Sutton that everyone got excited about playing the other week. He got a price bump to 4.6, but he's clearly the number two guy in this offense here, so I don't mind it. Uh, John Ross got a touchdown last week but didn't get a terrible amount of targets. He's a little bit tough to go to. Uh, Washington – both their wide receivers are super cheap. There's um, Harris, who's 4.5K, who had a decent game. And there's Dotson, who is 4.2K, but they're both kind of complete and utter trash NFL players. Um, you can go. You haven't said my guy yet, by the way, which is I'm surprised because you made a note before the show that you at least you're interested in the collection of these receivers. Uh, are you talking about Philly? Yeah, uh, the shootout in the dome. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is 4.1K. I mean, but Aguilar is going to get lost in this offense. So it was interesting last week, uh, them going up against Dallas. I believe that Ertz had pretty much the same amount of catches as all the wide receivers combined there. I don't know if it's because they're going up against Texas or just because what, that's what they could rely on. And I get that Aguilar, um, they kind of just shut down the outsides a bit, and Aguilar actually had a decent game with 83 yards. Nothing like Ertz is 114 yards, 50,000 receptions and 23 touchdowns. I mean, those are just estimates there. Um, but it is interesting. I mean, so New Orleans kind of forces the ball to the outsides here. They're In terms of DVOA, they're the worst team in the league uh, for both the number one and number two wide receivers. Uh, they are terrible on the outside. They force the ball there. 63% of overall targets go to opposing wide receivers. Um, and the majority of which are to the outside receivers. So I have more interest in Jeffries. Um, Jeffries was on a bit of a tear before Tate got there, and I get that it's only been a week, blah, blah, blah. Is it a week or two? I don't know if he played that first week, and obviously they got Matthews in there. A little bit of the offense has been more healthy, but Jeffries, like he was one of the top wide receivers in the league for a while, had three game, three out of four games between week four and week seven where he had over 20 DK points. He's priced at only 6-3. He could potentially be in line for 10 targets here. They could very easily go to him often over in the red zone going up against this New Orleans defense. Um, they could be putting up a whole lot of points because you pretty much have to to beat New Orleans. I like Jeffrey a lot more than anything, and I don't know if you can go to Tate at 5.5K. What's your take here, uh, Bobby, as far as the Philly receivers? Yeah, I would prefer Aguilar to Jeffrey, um, taking the price into consideration. I actually think that it's, it's somewhat misleading the New Orleans numbers against the pass, but it, they are playing at home, so and it's them. But like they're, they're actually better defense than people actually give them credit for. Um, it's partly – when you score so much, this is what happens. Like, I mean, the Rams have a better defense than people give them credit for. Yes, there's holes there. KC actually has a better defense than you give them credit for. Fair enough. Yeah, it's what happens when you when you score the, when you score like this in the NFL. Like it's just these other teams are going to find ways to score and they're going to play a lot differently, and they're going to throw the ball 40, 50 times. So of course the numbers aren't going to stack up quite right. But either way, this is DFS. So uh, that being considered, like I don't, I, I like Aguilar. I, I I I think he's probably my favorite receiver in this game, um, even including Ertz. I'm sorry, receiver on that side of the ball in this game, but. I, there's a lot of other guys. Are we talking about just cheap receivers or we want to talk about just all general receivers we like? 
just general, but I was looking for some cheapies to kind of make my uh, my stud running backs work. Which, by the way, uh, we mentioned Aguilar uh, again. Uh, hashtag Team Air Yards. He had uh, 138 air yards last week. So there you go. Lots of potential. Uh, just uh, anyone you want to throw out there, Bobby, as far as receivers and defense. Dean, they were also coming from behind. Oh, all right. Well, that that's already covered. We already have that X out. I need to get. Uh, I need. To, Grant, I need you to like. Say, I don't know. I'm trying to think what, another one of your taglines. I need you to say. You haven't said this yet. I don't know. But, call you a freaking idiot. Hey, well, yeah, that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Whoever had the over on that after like three minutes or so. Congratulations. I mean, I, I think I had it assumed there at one point. It was implied I, I, once, but we'll have to get a judge's talk about receivers ever about this? <laughs> <laughs> Bobby snapping, by the way, cross that off on the video card. Bobby <laughs> You said, as you talk about receivers, and you guys start talking about all this other stuff. Let me talk about receivers. <laughs> Go ahead, Bobby. All right, I think Kenny Galladay is one of the best plays on the board. Um, him and him and Ty in a similar price range. I absolutely love fifty-eight and sixty-one hundred. Um, I think Galladay is going to have a monster week against the Carolina defense that's been lit up by even Eli Manning. Um, and it's actually not a terrible defense, but they do give up some huge plays. And Galladay is a big play guy. I think he goes nuts in this one. I think he gets a million targets because they will be playing from behind, um, likely, in my opinion. Um, and so I, so I love that. I love that spot. Uh, I like a lot of these guys. I, I'll, I, I think Thomas is worth taking a shot on. Like we talked about earlier. I think Cooper's worth taking a shot on. Like we talked about, I think Fitz is a, a great play. Where there you play, we go. Like Johnson, you play Fitz. That's, that's, I, that's. Are you going to elaborate on that? You sound excited about Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, I mean, so he's been a different person since left, which has been the offense. Let's forget the fact that he had a rough game last week. And I think he had five targets before he actually caught the ball, which is not normal for him. He's going up against an absolutely horrible, horrible Oakland defense. who seems to give it up. He has 10 targets last week, 12 targets the week before the bye here. Um, he's in for a big game, I think. You look at what he did last year, and we always got caught off guard. And I get that he's playing with a trash ish quarterback but anyone can look good going up i mean basically rosen's going to be playing in college that that's what's happening this week he's going up against college defense he's going to have his way with it and i get that david johnson is probably involved for a heavy workload here but i think fitz ends up with 14 15 targets here because they're going to be willing to let Whoa. him why, why is that a what? 14 to 15 targets that seems like a lot i mean it's what four more than he had last week two more than he had the week before the bye. I mean, he's going to be in for a huge workload. Kirk's not fantastic. Williams, I don't know if he had a single – I don't even know if he played at all this this week. Did Was he in the game at all? I, I have him, like, running the ball, you know, grinding it out in the, in the fourth quarter. That's sort of my thought process. I don't know how much to leave it's zero, but I think he'll be fine. Uh, and certainly he can get a touchdown even late. Uh, I just don't know how it's – like, they were playing catch-up last week, so that, that added to uh, Fitzgerald's total, I think, to some degree. But they should also be able to sustain drives in theory uh, against Oakland. Uh, as much as you guys did not want to talk about defense or Grant specifically, I don't really want to talk about tight ends. I, I wish I had the salary for Zach Ertz. I don't know if I will. I'll try my best to like put him in my lineup. He's awesome. Uh, and, you know, in the, in the highest uh, total you know, game of the week, probably playing uh, while losing. I didn't want to repeat. I was trying to think of another way of saying that. Uh, I mean, while playing on the losing team and uh, having the ball and trying to catch up. Uh, Hooper, I don't want to chase these targets. Like they were, they were also playing catch up last week too. But he had a big week, 
and it's not his first big week of the year. It's, 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 it's for, to be fair, I suppose. Uh, Bobby, you help me out here as far as tight end because it's it's gross once again. Um, yeah, I I, I think that like. I'm going to play Greg Olson um, in those stacks. And I just still believe that he's got such a, such huge upside for the price. I'm going to play John U. Smith with my Mariota stacks. I know that doesn't sound exciting, but back-to-back weeks with touchdowns now starting to get some more, some more looks. Uh, it's Indy's given up some, some uh, quite a few touchdowns to the tight end position. Uh, he's 2,700. It's a good value saver that allows me to get those mid-tier receivers paired with my high-end running backs. I, I think that that's the route, route I'm sort of looking to go, but I know we're missing something here because there's going to be one of these lower type price guys that's probably in better shape than we think, but I really can't figure out who it is other than Ricky Seals Jones. Like that's the other guy. Oh, um, I would prefer Ricky Seals Jones. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, I don't know, man. It's, it's not, it, it is really not pretty. Um, I think taking, playing OJ Howard at paying a little bit too much for him, is kind of like a like nobody. I don't. I think he's gonna end up in a funny range where people don't play him. This Giants team actually. I mean, last year they were one of the worst like ever against the tight end position. Now um, they've improved this year, but I think that a lot of it's been circumstantial. And this is a game where I expect them to be throwing the ball a ton in Tampa Bay, so I don't mind that. Uh, but mostly, yeah, it's a tough position. And Seals Jones, Johnny Smith, trying to get out cheap, and then otherwise just go up and play Ertz if you want to. It's a bad matchup, like in terms of they really do a good job limiting the tight end uh, in New Orleans they have for years. Um, uh, yeah, I've named a lot of guys. Nobody I'm that all, excited about, all that excited about. But I guess the guy I got to close with is the guy I was going to start with, but I decided at the Wakefield Day last one. Um, Evan Ingram. Uh, Grant mentioned him already. Tampa Bay just gets absolutely torched by tight ends. They get torched by everyone. Um, anything over the middle, they're just so awful and they're so small. And Ingram, I feel like I just bowl these guys right over, sort of a la Vance McDonald earlier in the year. Um, anyway, that's sort of where I'm looking. I don't mind, you know, like it just feels so gross to go back to Jordan Reed again, but I, I still think that he's 3,800. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. Jared, Jared Cook could get a lot of looks and he's 39. So I haven't finalized like what I'm into yet for the tight end position. I just, I'm debating between all these names and mostly using the, the guys in my stacks. Um, that's the way I'm sort of treating you. 10% of everyone. Grant, who do you have for your tight ends? Um, Ricky Seals Jones is the best tight end play on the slate. It's, it's that simple here. Um, is he also going to get 14 targets in Arizona? I mean, he got nine last week, so he was, yeah. he was running. He, since Leftwich has been the offense, I think he's run more routes than he did at all at any other point during the season. Um, he ended up with 10 points this last week. He's priced at 2,900. And Dean, you want to pay up for high-priced running backs? I have three running backs at 7.5k and above in my lineup here, and it's looking beautiful. Just so you, so you know, you have Elliot, DJ, and Barkley. Um, I will not confirm nor deny, but I will say that <laughs> I have a full Arizona stack, the super duper cheap. Um, I'm starting to realize that we never talked about Josh Rosen and that's because he's never done anything before. Right. Um, but he is going up. Yeah. He's going up against Oakland. Lamar Jackson. or Yeah. Jackson uh, is 4.7 K. Josh Rosen is 4.8 K. They have their highest implied total for the entire year, which isn't really saying too much, uh, but 22.25 considering you can get the entirety of the, uh, their offense and, 
they're probably going to run a decent amount of plays here because not like Oakland's great either. They're going to be a fairly good offense, I think, this week. Um, Rosen had 20 points against San Fran, and Oakland's a heck of a lot worse defense. The problem is that with Lafayette in the office, we only have two games of a sample size against or for him, and one is against KC over in Arrowhead, which is one of the tougher places to play. And he was close to actually having a decent game there. Um, just didn't really pan out too much towards the end. I'm, I'm starting to think that Arizona is my favorite team stack of the week. I actually think our uh, Ricky Steele's Jones is pretty uh, pretty appealing. As appealing as a tight end could be at 2.9K, he's right there. Uh, I, I have no issues with that either. I, I don't want to play too much Arizona. But I actually oh, – We should also mention that uh, Ricky Steele's Jones is going against the worst team in the league versus tight end. And has been the worst team in the league versus tight ends, I think, for what, four years, something like that, or at least close to the worst team in the league. Yeah, up there. Uh, that I mean, I think that ends our analysis portion. Are we going to like pick our player? We're going to you know uh, run in our truth, uh, tweeter consequences now because well, I guess we should rehash what happened last week, and then we'll pick our guy after that. Uh, well, tell the people what happened last week, Rance. Um, I had Fitz Magic who. Now is tied Dan Marino for fourth for most 400-yard passing games in a season with four of them, and he has done it in five full games because he's the greatest QB of all time. His team just happened to ruin it for him because I'm not ever placing blame on him. Uh, you had Baker Mayfield, who had a pretty darn decent game there himself, even though Chubb was there too. Um, and Bobby had Alex Smith. Oof. And what is the casualty now? What happens to Bobby? If, if I'm a first-time listener, what happens here to Bobby? Um, he has to tweet something out, and Bobby, I'm not sure if you're going to like these. I sent them over to Dean. <laughs> you ready? Wait, how many points did Fitz end up with? 20. Oh, how did he end up with – Because he had 400 yards. yards. I know, but he didn't have any touchdowns. All right, go ahead. What are, what are we talking about here? Let's, let's, let's hear it. All right, the tweets are, just watch the human centipede for the first time in OMG, comma. I added a comma. I don't know why. <laughs> it's an artistic masterpiece. Hashtag dibs on the third set of legs. Hashtag riding caboose. Um, sometimes I just want to put on my best pair of short shorts and rock out to some T-Swift after the, Ari- comma, after the Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson breakup. It's been an everyday ritual. Hashtag shake it off. And the one I think you would hate the most, the TV, the TV show Girls is my absolute jam. Seeing what shenanigans uh, Lena Dunn gets into every single week is the one way I can cheer myself up. Hashtag can't wait for the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. That's brutal. <laughs> that one is brutal. What's really Side brutal? Note, I've seen every season of Girls except for the last one. But the dead to me, Dean. I, I, I have not seen the last one. No spoilers, but I've seen every season but the last one. Oh, gosh. I, I don't know. Maybe I hope I Bobby picks the first one. I like the first one first for Bobby. Read it again. Let me, let, me, let me just make sure what I'm, what I'm getting into. Just watch The Human Centipede for the first time, and OMG, it's an artistic masterpiece. Hashtag dibs on the third set of legs. Hashtag riding caboose. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, may, I may switch around the... My friends, my, my friends are going to think I'm nuts already because anytime I lose one of these bets, I have to tweet one of these things. I, I sound like a lunatic. Well, any of your true friends would know, like this. This is all part of the podcast. They're not. They don't know. They're not your true friends. No, I've got. It's not necessarily true. You can always text. So you can text. 
We'll allow you to text them outside of the show if they're like. Okay, okay, I'll text them. That's what I'll do. Yeah, because you can text them and be like, hey, it was, it was a joke. And they'll be like, hey, no, I agree. It was a great movie, though. No, most of us I mean, <laughs> totally go with the girls thing. And I used to, embarrassingly enough, watch that show like. You're, you're going with a girls thing? Oh, God. I, I, might, I might go with it. I, I don't know. Well, let's, I'll figure, we'll figure have it out. We'll have the end of the show to decide, but let's make our bold calls for this week. Uh, yeah. You guys want to do mid, mid-priced wide receivers? Yes. Uh, I mean, I'll take I'll go, uh, Nelson oh, Aguilar dollar for dollar. Okay. No, 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 no. Mid-price, mid-price. We said mid-price. We didn't say low end. I don't like anybody in the mid-price. You're going to have Jeffrey. You, you don't got like anybody in the mid-price? All right, Dean. Uh, I mean, I, I, I like T.Y. Hilton. Okay, there you go. Perfect. All right, you can have T.Y. I'll take Larry Fitz. All right, and I'll take Holiday, who I made one shell lineup, by the way, and those are the three receivers in my shell lineup right now. <laughs> That's just oh, kind of I, I'm playing T.Y. Hill in the cash. This is basically a cash game. I'm playing T.Y. Hill in the cash game. I'm not supposed to do that. This is a mistake. Mistakes You're not supposed made. to do that in the past historically because he is a guy that can often just put up a complete Dean, dud. This, but is, he's a dream style. this is a dream T.Y. style. I love T.Y. Let's, let me kind of just go on a real quick thing. So you have a team that absolutely stops any production from the tight end position in Tennessee, like the best in football. They filter everything to the outside, and you've got T.Y. Hilton at home, too cheap, with luck, against a, a weak secondary. Like, he's going to put up a monster game this week. I swear I, I, he's going to. So, if you don't want him, I'll take him. No, I, was, I just wanted to, like, it was an emotional heads, basically. I like him. <laughs> I, you didn't show that kind of passion for T.Y. before. Like, what happened all of a sudden now? No, I said I, 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 said, I said I loved him. I just didn't have the – I just wanted to prove that you were – you just always try to wuss out of these little bets. Yeah, you always, you always have to say, oh, I'm getting the worst. You always have to play the pity. Says the man who won't tweet about human centipede. Uh, all right. weird that uh, I haven't seen it yet? I haven't either. No spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. I, I have a feeling, but I no spoilers, please. Uh, and by the way, just for the record, if you guys are still listening, you know, this is the end of our analysis. If you haven't figured that out, we're just kind of goofing around now. Next few minutes or so, we're going to take and talk about uh, – well, oh, the uh, the question of the week that we, we of course, want our answers on rotogrinders.com. Give us the answer on the actual website. Uh, last week's question, Grant, refresh the people. Tell the people what it was. Last week's question was worst Halloween candy, and we got pretty close to every single one that is up there on my list. You said you had the winner, so like we haven't we didn't discuss it off air, but you you looked at the. Uh, the uh, the answers that were submitted, you said you have the answer, uh, like the lock assignment of conversations. What do you have for me? Uh, so Neko wafers are pretty bad. That's not the winner that was put on there. Um, unwrapped random candy. I'd rather eat that. Nickels box of raisin, which is which is nature's candy, as um, Chris, whatever its name would say, Traeger would say on Parks and Rec. There you go, Dean. A little bit of a thing there for you. But the winner is absolutely <laughs> Finn Sanity who mentioned circus peanuts. He mentioned candy corn was the worst. I disagree with that. But circus peanuts, like the candy, are just so disgusting. Are they literally the worst? Yes. Good, good, call, good call back there. Good. Nicely done, Dean. I have a, uh, I have a circus peanut story, but it, it's probably – it, basically, the, the crux of it is uh, – <laughs> I don't know if we have time for this. I don't know if people care, but – in yeah, college, guys, if, you, if, you, if you don't if you don't want any more analysis, just leave right now. <laughs> anymore. Uh, I had this theory uh, in college. I randomly threw it out, like you know, shopping one day, and I was with some people, and I said, 
You know, nobody in the history of the world has ever ate like more than like three circus peanuts. You eat one circus peanut, oh, it's fine. You eat the you know, circus peanut, I guess it's okay. You eat a third one, like this is the grossest thing I've ever eaten in my life. Nobody's ever finished an entire bag in one sitting. Now, so, uh, this girl that was with us, she, she took me seriously and she came over to our apartment like a couple days later with two giant bags of circus peanuts. And uh, somehow it became to this whole thing where I had to, basically I had to eat it in one sitting. <laughs> I had to defy my own theory. And the entire apartment, like all three floors, kind of got together and watched it. They spelt out Die Dean in Circus Peanuts. And uh, I'll have you know, I, 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 I did. I survived. I, I was only allowed some, a little bit, a little glass of water. I, I knocked it out somehow. Did not feel well. I'm still digesting like seven or eight Circus Peanuts. I've yet to knock those out. Hopefully they work their way through it up. But uh, there you go. Uh, there's my Circus Peanuts anecdote. I'm sure you have, uh, everyone has a Circus Peanuts anecdote. I'm sure you have one as well, Bob. No, I don't. I have nothing. I've never, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> you have nothing else to add to that. I don't even know what those are. Those are. I don't know what circus peanuts are. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a Halloween candy. Oh. Well, they're they're not Halloween. They're just orange. They're not Halloween, though. I don't eat that much. I eat a little bit. I don't eat much, though. It's just, yeah, they're, they're literally, they're like, literally. Now I'm doing the literally thing. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got sidetracked. Well, let's, uh, we knocked out our tweets. We we, uh, we have to reward our – oh, uh, so the answer. Who, who was the guy that did it? It was Finn Sanity. So go ahead and send Dean a DM on that there, Roto Grinders, and he will get you hooked up with a nice, oh, serious – Grant, you're the worst. Finn Sanity just won last week. I don't oh, care. Well, what second, what second place? Hey, if you're I mean, good, you're good. Oh. When you're, when you're no, I'm, your... I'm giving it to him again. I'm giving it to him again. Okay. I, I hate Circus Peanuts, even though he said peeps are bad, which they're delicious delicious and candy corn is bad i don't care circuit peanuts like that give me nightmares okay so we're gonna say i got okay we're giving the the winner two-time winner insanity congratulations <laughs> all right and the question this week uh well yeah so i'm not gonna, i'm not gonna be here next week guys spoiler alert um i'm not gonna be here so we thought the question of the week would be uh, give us a a, a liter like a, a figurative, uh, you know, a hypothetical person that would fill in the best possible person uh, in the known world, or be as imaginative as you want to be, uh, to fill in and and, uh, and host this show with uh, with Grant and Bobby, and then maybe one that's more realistic to see if you can actually crowdsource and see like who you should ask to fill in. Because uh, is that did I, did I describe that correctly, Grant? That sounds about right, right? Yeah. So basically, mention a fictional or real person that would be best replacing Dean and then someone maybe from RG that we should have on the show next week if you guys have a preference. There you go. I, like I said, I'm going to be on vacation for a week, boys. Uh, so I will be at the uh, the Pittsburgh-Jacksville game. Check out the pool shots. I'll be hanging out in the pool. Uh, watch out for cannonballs. Uh, Bobby, we, we went over Sun's time. Out, guns out, Dino. Sun's out, guns out. <laughs> Dude, it's not like it's uh, like that. It's been a while since the guns have been out, man. It's They've been – They've been on layaway for a while. But, oh, uh, speaking yeah, of guns, can we talk about my DMs I sent you? If the listeners are wondering what it is. <laughs> there was more than guns. Um, yeah, so, Bobby, g give the people something on the road as far as this slate. What are your, what are your, uh, your lasting thoughts? Yeah, I just I felt like what I started off with, I sort of feel more committed to. I, like the, I don't want to stack Arizona, but I sort of like playing some pieces of that game. Um, I like the Fitz and, and David Johnson a lot. Like, I don't think I'm going to play them together, but I do like that. I like, like those two guys. I really think that you play these mid-tier receivers. There's a lot of guys, a lot of options, then going down all the way to Aguilar. But, like, th that's where I'm at, at, you know, this early in the week. And then paying down for either Janu or, or, uh, or 
seals a tight end to try and help you, you know, afford being able to spend up for these high end running backs that we like. Uh, that's sort of the route I'm, I'm, I'm approaching as, you know, here we are as Monday night, but like, I, I, I almost always stick with at least one original team of what I started with. And I sort of like what we went through and uh, the Tennessee Indiana, Indiana game and it's probably the one I like the best along. Well, it's really close between that one and the Carolina game. So I'm just going to try and filter as many players as I can, who I like through those ones and see what I see what I come up with. Brant, what say you? Um, Arizona is my favorite stack and I'm an insane person. Play Eli Manning. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the greatest QB of all time. And Michelle, who I sent a weird text to on Friday night, if you're listening to this, if you're one of our three <laughs> female listeners, um, text me back and then I can so, apologize profusely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Enjoy the week. Uh, hope you enjoyed our podcast. He is Grant. He is Bobby. Look forward to his tweet on the old Flip Machine. I'm Dean. Thanks for listen, listening. Crush week 11. We're out of here. Holler. Hey, kids.